Well, I want to welcome all of our campuses to the second week of our series entitled Born for This. Come on, can we just welcome all those campuses, Orleans Justice Center, South Shore, Gulf Coast, so excited to have you guys. I am so pumped up every year. Uh, in the very beginning of the year, we do this very strategically, uh, where we do what we used to call spiritual emphasis, now we call it a community series. And the reason is, is because we get everybody on the same page. We, by the way, in our youth, they're doing the same thing. Our, our, our the weekend adult services, the same thing. We're talking about it uh, as well as we can, as best as we can, even with our, or with our children. Why is that? Because we do really believe that we were born for a purpose. Matter of fact, if you weren't here last week, we're answering the questions. What gives life meaning? Why am I here? One of the universal questions of life. Matter of fact, if you go all the way back to ancient civilizations, who am I, why am I here, where am I going? Three giant philosophical questions. We're really unpacking number two. Why am I here? What's the purpose for my existence? What gives life meaning? We're doing it by looking at six different purposes. Last week, again, I do want to say, because I know we have a lot of guests and a lot of people watching us online as well, uh, you can always download the previous messages. We have, you can watch both the video or you can pull down, uh, they've got notes and you can get a podcast as well. So both audio or video. Of course, we give away all of our uh, CDs free. Last week, we talked about the first purpose for which I believe that God put us on this earth and that is to know God. Today we're gonna to talk about the second purpose and that's we were born to grow. Next week we're gonna talk about that God has created us with this unique desire to wanna to make a difference and a contribution to life. Week four, we're gonna talk about relationships. You do not want to miss that, and on and on. We're gonna go all the way up to the weekend before Mardi Gras talking about reasons for which I see in scripture that God placed us on the earth. Today again, we want to look at the second reason why we were born, and that is born to grow. I do not believe it's the will of God that we become stagnant and complacent, but that we're always flourishing, that we're always growing, that we're always expanding as people, reaching for what God has put in our heart. Interestingly enough, one of the ways that I'm going to talk about and touch on professional development, uh, and it's interesting, it, I want to share some funny things. These are literal literal lines that were placed on resumes that people were trying to get new jobs because, and they were stuck. They were stuck in their employment and they were trying to, to figure out what, so these are actual lines that we got on resumes of people feeling stuck in their job. Ready? Here, here, here they go. Number one, this is a line. I'm extremely loyal to my present firm. Please don't let them know of my immediate availability. You'll, you'll get that if you didn't get that. It makes sense in a moment. Here you go. This is, this is all, this is so good. I intentionally omitted my salary history. I made money and lost money. I've been rich and I've been poor. I prefer being rich. Isn't that good? <laughs> right on a resume. This is my favorite one. This is so funny. Please don't misconstrue my 14 jobs as job hopping. I have never quit a job. Come on now. We want to hire them at Church of the King. That's all I got to say. Who are you? <laughs> oh my gosh. Whatever reason that somebody has for being stuck, and by the way, may, maybe you feel stuck right now. Maybe you feel stuck in life. 
stuck in some unhealthy pattern of living, stuck in some, in some job that you really don't feel passionate about getting up in the morning. Maybe it's, maybe it's stuck in an unhealthy dysfunction, an addiction. And you don't want to do it. Every time you do it, you're like, darn, I shouldn't have done that. And you get mad at yourself and you write little signs all over the place. And, and, and yet you, you, go back to, you go back to that thing, that thing, whatever that thing is, it's really holding you down. It's keeping you stuck. Maybe some of you feel stuck in your faith. And by the way, that's why you're here in church in the beginning of the new year in 2017. Maybe some of you say, you know what, in 2017, I'm going to give it another shot. I, I really want to try to grow in my faith. I want to discover my faith. And I want, to walk, I want to try to do this walk with God thing. And we're honored that you're here. But there's a number of reasons why people get stuck. And maybe you feel like you're stuck. Let me just tell you something. It's, it's kind of a foreboding, ominous feeling when you're stuck. There's nothing. It doesn't feel good at all. Whether it's relationally, emotionally, mentally, professionally, or even spiritually. I'll never forget about, gosh, it must have been 12, 13 years ago, a year or two before Katrina, I was, uh, we were pastoring this church. The church was a lot smaller at the time, and I was invited to go preach at a church in Mississippi. And it was on a, I think it was on a Friday night, and so I brought my family, and my, my children were real small, probably, probably at that time five, five and down, had three, five and down, probably a three-year-old, a two-year-old, a three-year-old, a five-year-old at, at the time. And it was really interesting because when I preached, I was a little bit concerned. We had a, a little bit of an older suburban at the time, and going there, it just kind of felt, you, you know when your car's not just, you know, it's kind of hiccuping a little bit, and you get a little bit concerned. I, I kind of felt something, a little slippage, a little, just I'm not sure what's going on, honey on the way there, of course, coming back. When we get in, the, I, I should have known that I was entering into dangerous, treacherous waters when it didn't start up at all and that it took a little while and finally it started up. Well, nonetheless, you know, in your mind, you're just thinking, I'm gonna just get home. Because what are you gonna do? You're gonna go find somebody, you know, 9.30 at night, some mechanic. So you're like, let's just make it home. I know some people in the church. You know, I've got some mechanic places. Let's just, let's just get home. And, Sure enough, I'm going about, I don't know, probably 30 minutes, the thing really starts hiccuping, and, and, and about 45 minutes into it, it just absolutely just goes kaput. Matter of fact, we were on a little, kind of little high-rise deal, and coming down, total woods around us, and I, I looked at my wife, I said, honey, this is not good, the car just went out, and, but I got it under control. Come on, how many of you know, man, you're just supposed to say that? had no clue, okay, what I was going to do, you know what I'm saying? So we pull over on the side, and, and, I, and I, I get freaked out. I'm like super cautious. You know, like, I didn't just pull on the side of the road. I pulled like on the side of the side of the road. There's no concrete there. It's kind of mushy. You got a Suburban, I don't know, kind of, I don't know how many, it weighs a lot. And so, of course, I just, you know, I could just feel that I was just sinking straight into just, I don't know, we were going to hit China any moment, you know, just just going deep, deep down. And, and uh, so we have this thing. I don't even know if they have it anymore. It's called OnStar. I'm seriously. And so I pushed the button. I said, you know, we're stranded. We're stuck. And so the lady asked me, do you know where you are? I'm thinking, aren't you supposed to know where I am? Aren't you guys connected to some satellite system? You know, you're on some planet somewhere. You beam down. You're supposed to tell me. I'm like, no, I don't know where I am. That's why I called you. 
She goes, no, I need to know. Is there a marker? I'm like, ma'am, I'm serious. I don't, I don't know. I mean, I'm somewhere between Mississippi and Louisiana. I think I crossed the state line. And she goes, well, do you know what's wrong with the car? I said, ma'am, I'm a preacher. I don't know how to do anything but talk. <laughs> you kidding me? Do I know what's wrong? No, I don't know what's wrong. I'm like, this lady's evading her responsibility. Then she gets fussy with me. Well, I calm down. I'm like, you calm down. I'm trying to call you. You're supposed to know where I am and what's So she goes, well, I, I want to send somebody out, but I can't until you give me some more information. You know, I'm a pastor. I've already committed the fact that I'm a pastor. I don't want to cuss. I kind of want to cuss, but I can't. My wife's there. The lady knows I'm a preacher. I'm like, I'm stuck. Help. Long story made short, two hours later, of course, my kids, you know, they're, I'm nervous about them going on the interstate. And it, 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 was, it, was, it was two hours later, they finally come with a tow truck. Let me just tell you something. It is a horrible feeling being stuck. You feel so vulnerable. Now, that was in a car, and we ultimately got to where we needed to be, and it got fixed. But sometimes it doesn't happen that fast when you're stuck in your life. That's where some of you guys are. You're stuck emotionally. You've got that same thing in your life where year after year, you, and you get mad at yourself, like, why do I react this way? And I don't know, I've got this thing. And by the way, sometimes we get real super spiritual. You know, maybe God just created me this way or, 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 or just maybe, you know, this is God's will. Is it God's will? You know what today, today my goal is? My goal is it's week two of our series. Last week was we were born to know God. This week is we were born to grow. And I really want to answer that question because unless you believe it's the will of God for you to grow, and I'm talking about in every area of your life, spiritually, emotionally, mentally, in your health physically, and, and your job professionally, in your relational ability. See, if you don't believe that, if you don't believe it's the will of God, question, does God want me stuck? And if you believe that he does, that somehow it's your cross to bear, that you just somehow are going to be emotionally dysfunctional your whole life. You know, my mom was this life, my dad was this and, and then you won't release your faith. But if you get a glimpse of God's word and you believe, wait, wait, time out, time out. I don't, have to, I don't have to stay in this disadvantaged position emotionally. I don't have to stay. St I, I, I can move forward and blast forward into my destiny. And you'll believe God for that. Listen to some scriptures I want to read. Building a case, Psalms 92, 12. I love this. In the book of Psalms, I love this. It says, the righteous shall what? What's that next word? Flourish. That's a powerful word, to flourish. It's an agricultural world word. It's to, to flourish and to grow, to blossom, bloom. The righteous shall flourish like a palm tree. He or she shall grow like a cedar in Lebanon. Look at this next verse. Those who are planted in the house of the Lord shall what? Say it again flourish in the courts of our God. Last verse, look at verse 14. They shall still bear fruit in old age. By the way, I don't believe, hang on. I don't believe in retirement. You can retire from your job, but you don't retire from life. Some of you that have entered, you maybe have retired from your job. You should still bear fruit. You should still be productive all the way until your last breath. And then you step from this life into the next. But the Bible picture, the picture in the scriptures that we're still growing, we're still developing, we're still becoming what? We're becoming what God's created us to be. We're still doing what God's called us to do. They shall be fresh and flourishing. Those are powerful terms. 
Psalms 84, 7 says this, is that, is that, that we should grow from strength to strength. We, we should be growing. We, we should be flourishing in life. That's what the Bible says. Now, if you don't believe that, if you don't believe that that's God's will, you, you won't believe for that. And you'll just simply acquiesce. You'll capitulate. You'll give in. You'll surrender. But if you believe it's God's will, then, there's, then there'll, there'll be a belief in you and a fire. By the way, I believe people that have that fire on the inside of them, they accomplish more. They become more. They do more. And we're not comparing ourselves with others. It's according to your gift set. It's according to your skills and abilities. It's according to God's plan for your life. But I believe when I look in the scripture that growth is God's will. Emotional growth. Mental growth. See, some people, I'll be honest, some people have been saved for 30 years, but they, they'd really never grown beyond the first year. Some people have never read a book after they graduated from college. So some people have just, emotionally, they've just bought into the lie that, you know what, I'm just not really good with people. Really? So God just made you dysfunctional? No. How about it's going to take a little press. It's going to take a little bit of struggle, but, but we can learn how to connect with people. As a pastor, as a dad, as a father, as a husband, all the different titles, that I, as a friend, I want to get better. I, I want to get better in 2017. Listen, I'm not satisfied. I, I, am, I am, let me say this, I'm content in Christ, but I'm not satisfied with my growth. I want to grow more. I want to be a better leader for you guys. I want to be a better communicator. I want to be a better pastor. I want to be a better husband and Jennifer. I want to be a better dad to my four children. I want to be a better friend. But it takes that fire on the inside of us. If you believe it's not God's will for you to grow, then you'll acquiesce. You'll capitulate. You'll surrender. Surrender to circumstances. Surrender to emotional feelings. That, or You'll surrender to negative thought patterns. I want to make one caveat, one qualification. Yes, I do believe there are times in a season where there may be a strategic divine containment where God may be growing, don't miss this, where it may not appear like things are happening externally because he may be growing deeper character on the inside of you, but don't make that an excuse for never moving forward. Well, God's just working on the inside of me, great. But you've been in this for about 15 years. We've got to see some fruit on the outside too. Are y'all with me? What are some reasons that people get stuck? Let me give you three, then I'm going to jump into some scripture here. Number one is you never get started. 2017, look, if my job is to just get you off, and I say this respectfully, your blessed assurance and start moving, then I've succeeded. <laughs> if you don't know what that is, I'm sorry. Some people are stuck in their faith because they never got started. Some people are stuck in their professional growth and they're just waiting. They're waiting for what? They're waiting for something, someone. How many of you know the boat's got to leave the harbor? You got to get started. It's always funny when you, new year, new resolutions, people are working out at gyms. You always know who's new working out in a gym. They've got new stuff, new clothes, new everything. Memo, men don't wear headbands anymore. <laughs> It's not cool. I'm sorry. But anyway, you always know that, but you got to get started, but then you got to stay with it. But some people, the reason why they're stuck is because they're stuck in like the starting blocks. I'll never forget my friend, Ken. And uh, matter of fact, his, his wife, Jill, and Ken, Ken comes to church and I love Ken. And he was a very fast, good football player, co played college football. <laughs> and, and so he said, Steve, well, this is way before cell phones. You didn't have the ability to, 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 to film people. He says, I want you to watch me in the blocks. And when, when I take off, he said, I want you to watch. And I said, I said, okay. So he gets down like this and he, he comes up like this. And, and when he would start, I said, ready, 
you know, they'd shoot the gun. And when he would get up, he would go like this. And then he would take off. And he goes, well, how did I do? I said, Ken, you really want me to tell you the truth? I said, you, you expended a lot of energy before you left the box. That's where a lot of people are. They're doing like this, but they got to push off. That was a good illustration, by the way. You with me? Some people are stuck because they never get started. Number two, some people are stuck because they got hurt in life. Disappointed. That song in the offertory was singing about, we get disappointed. Look, I've been disappointed. Pastor, I had a person tell me one time, if I go to church king, you promise that I won't ever get hurt. What? We're humans. Are you kidding me? It's like somebody said, well, I, you know, if I get married, I don't want to get hurt. Don't get married. <laughs> don't have kids. Are, are you with me? Are you kidding me? It's called life. Now listen, I know that it's very painful, so I want to say this respectfully. The problem is not getting hurt or disappointed because that's life. The problem is we get stuck in that and never move forward. Why? Because the pain to press through is greater than the pain of staying here. I, I want to press through. If I say press through. So some of you were moving, but you got disappointed and you got stuck. Let me give you the third reason why I think that some people get stuck is they believe lies. They believe lies about God. God doesn't love me. God doesn't care about me. God doesn't want me to move forward. Really? If you believe that, then you won't, then you won't expand. You, you, let me tell you, you won't reach for anything or you believe lies about yourself. Let me tell you how important it is to not believe lies, how important it is to believe truth. Let me tell you, because other people, other people are impacted by your belief system. If I believe a lie about myself, guess what? It affects me, but it also affects you, but you also affect other people as well. I got to tell you this story. A, a man named Billy Hornsby, who was really like a mentor to me. And, and um, as a matter of fact, he worked on staff with Pastor Randy Craighead up at Bethany Church up in Baton Rouge. And great man. He, he was, because the, the, he passed away, the founder of the ARC, the Association of Related Churches, something that we're, we're connected to. And he passed away, I think, in, I think in, oh, I'm thinking 11 or 12, maybe five years ago. And he was great, a Cajun guy. And he was just, had the best relational skills. And he tells the story, talking about believing a lie and getting you stuck. He tells the story about when he was, a, I think it was a junior in high school, a teacher literally told him this. You're stupid, you are not smart, you'll never amount to anything. A teacher literally told him that. He says, I don't know why it was, maybe because they were an authority figure or what, but I just, I just believed that lie. And it became part of me, watch this, and it, and, it, and it was like a lid over my life until the day, I think he was 25 years old, and he went and he was applying to becoming a state trooper, Louisiana state policeman. So he goes in and he takes the test, and he takes the test and he finishes it, he hands it in, and a lady comes out afterwards and she says, uh, Mr. Uh, William Hornsby, I, I want to talk to you about your, uh, your tests, your scores. And he literally, all right, puts his head down and he starts crying like this. He goes, he just, he's a grown man crying. He goes, I just can't take tests. I've never been able to take tests. Does that sound familiar? I just can't. I just, I know I'm not smart. And the lady says this, may God be my witness. You can Google Billy Hornsby, phenomenal man of God. Here's what, here's what she said. Billy, I, I, no, 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 time out, Mr. Hornsby. You, no, 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 hang on. 
you scored the highest score in the history of this entrance exam for this. No, no, man, you, you, you need to congratulate yourself. Listen to me. That moment, it's like that lie was broken off of his life. What lie have you believed about yourself? Because let me tell you, when you believe a lie about yourself, it restricts you, it constricts you. I want to talk to you today about believing God to grow, believing God in your life, believing. I wish there was a magic button. I really do. I wish there was this magic button or, or that we could just press and that we were spiritually mature. But it doesn't happen that way. Listen to me closely. I want to say something that, that may sound a little bit radical to particularly those of you that are guests. I think professional development's important. I think mental growth and development's important. I think emotional growth and development's important. I think relational, all that. All those are important, but I think all those are secondary. I think the most important part of you that needs to grow is your spiritual life. And let me tell you why. It's foundational to everything else. Do you remember what I said last week? Again, if you weren't here, I'll give you a little recap. Here's what I said. I said, when you're born again, please don't miss this. When you come to Christ, by the way, we studied that this week in your small group. We have 8,000 people in small groups. And you guys studied it this week. The, we studied about Nicodemus. When you're born again, watch this. The Holy Spirit comes to live in your heart. And you, you are made a new person. But spiritually, I'm not attempting to be disrespectful. This is scripture. All right? When you become a Christian and you're born again, that's in the Bible. The Bible says, yes, you're going to heaven. Yes, your name is written down in the Lamb's Book of Life. But the Bible calls you, the Bible calls me, a spiritual infant. The Bible says that. So when you're an infant, guess what? Infants have to eat appropriately in order to what? Say it, grow. You can't stay in that position. A lot of Christians, a lot of Christians get saved and they think that's it. No, that's just the beginning. I got three things I want to talk to you about because I want to put a fire in you and a passion to grow. Number one, Number one, I want to talk to you about this. You were born to grow. You were born to grow spiritually, and it's the foundation for everything else. Mentally, emotionally, relationally, professionally, every area of your life. Some of you have been growing in some areas, but, but there's, it's like there's this truncated version of you because it's cut off. The real you, your spiritual life, is way behind. We've got to catch that up. Number one, you were born to go. Look what Peter said in 2 Peter. But grow. Everybody say this word, but what? Grow. But grow in the grace and the knowledge. He's talking to Christians. He says, grow in the grace and the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. To him be the glory both now and forever. Amen. All right, let me give you my graph. This will help you guys. This is on your notes. Please, everybody stay with me. All right, I got about 15 minutes more. I need everybody to track with me. This is very, 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 very important. All right? Now watch this. The Bible talks, this is not my opinion, this is scripture. The Bible talks about that we are a tripart being. Paul talks about it in 1 Thessalonians 5. He says, I pray that you may be sanctified, which means set apart, spirit. Everybody say spirit. spirit. Say soul and say body. Listen to me closely. You are a spirit. You have a soul, but you live in a body. You're going to live forever, by the way. Where you live, hang, hang on, where you live is dependent upon what you do with Jesus in the here and now. And that's important, all right? 
Let me explain. Before you come to Christ, this is going to help some of you. I mean, this is like spiritually, this is going to make sense, all right? Spiritually, before you're a Christian, this part of you, your spirit, which is an analogous term to heart throughout Scripture, right? This part of you is, is, is dead. The Bible says we're spiritually dead before we've come to Christ. Now your soul is alive, your mind, will, and emotions. And matter of fact, your soul is strong. We've been depending upon our thoughts, we've been depending upon our feelings, we've been depending upon our own decisions. And your body is surely alive, you know what you see, smell, taste, and, and how you're interacting. So your soul and your body, which really make up the unregenerate part of who we are, which Paul would call the flesh, all right? controls the life of somebody that's not a Christian. When you get saved, all of a sudden the Holy Spirit comes to live in your heart and your spirit comes alive and the Bible calls you born again. We learned this in the small group this week. Here it is. Jesus talked about two births, two births. Number one, he says to Nicodemus, he says, you're born from water. What does it mean to be born from water? Your mother's womb, in the womb. The how much water is in the womb? A lot. So number one, all of us, everybody on the planet was born from water. We came out of our mother's womb, all right? But not everybody's been born of the Spirit, born from above. Those that trust Christ, see there's lots of people on this planet that have only been born once. Christians, true Christians that have received Christ have been born twice. We've been born from our mother's womb, but we've also been born, what? Everybody say it, born again, what? Spiritually. So the question is, the question is, what happens after we get saved? Paul says, Timothy says, the, the, the writers in the New Testament say that spiritually, don't miss this, don't miss this, spiritually, we are infants when we get saved, and we've got to grow, which brings up point two, really important. I want to say one thing about point one. This is very important. What I'm about to say is it's very important. It's very difficult to try to be a Christian and act like a Christian when you're actually not a Christian. What do I mean by that? I tried as a teenager to act like a Christian, but I wasn't saved. My spirit was dead. Let's make sure we're not trying to make people Christians before they're actually saved and the Holy Spirit's on the earth. Because when the Holy Spirit's on the inside of you, you have the power to actually walk out the life of Christ. Are y'all with me? Was that too deep? Like, ooh, that was deep, Pastor. <laughs> a lot of times we're trying to serve God, but we're not actually saved. We've never really trusted Christ. We've got a form of religion. We may go to church, but have you ever trusted Christ? Have you ever surrendered your heart to Christ? The moment you do, the Holy Spirit comes to your heart. And let me tell you something. How do you know, you're a new, how do you know that you're really a Christian? Your desires are different. You want to. <laughs> I want to serve. It doesn't mean you're perfect. doesn't mean that. No, but your desires. When I became a Christian, all of a sudden my desires began to shift, which brings up point two. Here's point two. What you feed, what, say it, grows. What you starve, dies. Talking about spiritual growth today, it's the foundation for all growth. Does God want you to grow professionally? Absolutely. Does God want you to develop your skills and abilities? Does God want you to succeed in your job? Absolutely. God wants you to make a difference. I'm going to get to that as we go on the weeks. God wants you to grow mentally. God wants you to grow emotionally. God wants you to grow in your relational skills. But the foundation is spiritually. What you feed grows and what you starve dies. Well, what are we feeding? Well, the question is, what are we feeding? Are we feeding our spirit or are we feeding our flesh? Galatians 5, Paul says it this way, for the flesh lusts against the spirit 
And the spirit lusts against the flesh. We always have this flesh. What is the flesh? It's our soul and our body living independent from God. It's doing what it wants to do, what it feels like doing, what it thinks like doing, what it wants to do. And yet the spirit, we're alive in Christ. We, 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 we want to serve God. We want to make a difference for Christ. The flesh lusts against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary to one another. So there's this battle as, so that you do not do the things you wish. You ever been there before? I have. As a Christian, I've lost my cool. I've lost my temper. I went, man, I wish I wouldn't have done that. Why is that? Because there's this battle going on. A grandfather was talking with his grandson one day, and he says, there's two wolves on the inside of each one of us. The first wolf represents kindness and love and bravery and truth. The second wolf represents greed and avarice and pride and lust. He says, well, Grandpa, Grandpa, how, 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 I mean, which, which wolf wins out? And he says, whatever one is fed the most. What are you feeding? Are you feeding your spirit? See, when you're born again, you're a spiritual babe. But that babe, just like a babe in the hospital, has to grow through nutrients. And, and when you grow, then it gets stronger and stronger and stronger. Reminds me of the story of an old West Texas cowboy. He comes up to his preacher. He says, preacher, that was a good message today. The preacher was talking about spiritual growth. He said, preacher, that was a good message today. I, I, I really liked it. And I'll be honest with you, preacher, it's, you talked about growing. He says, it seems like sometimes with me, I've got like the devil on one shoulder and God on the other shoulder. I got good news and bad news, preacher. Well, what's the good news? He says, well, I'll tell you the bad news first. Well, I'll tell you, here it is. The good news is I'm deaf in one ear. The bad news is, preacher, the devil keeps jumping on my good ear. What's the point? What are you listening to? Are you feeding the flesh? Or are you feeding the spirit? What are you exposing your mind to? What are you exposing your heart to? After I came to Christ, I had to learn to say no. Everybody say no. <laughs> I had to learn to say yes to certain things. I had to learn to say no to certain things. Why? Because I wanted my spirit to grow. Am I where I want to be? No. Am I where I used to be? No. I'm still growing. I'm still moving towards the goals and dreams that God has for me. Listen, but this is, sometimes we make this so complicated. What you feed grows. Are you feeding your spirit, your born again heart? Are you feeding it with healthy nutrients? I love this time of the year because everybody, again, is getting healthy. By the way, we've done a fast at the church. Many did liquids and then they've done a Daniel fast. And, and a Daniel fast is no sweets, no meats, no carbs or you know, trying to, and so everybody that's engaged in that, you know, that's, it's, it's a good thing. It's a healthy thing. Now listen to me closely. If all you and I ate all day long was sweets and fried food, at some point in time, our body would manifest. It would manifest what was happening on the inside. I mean, in other words, if all we ate was fried foods and all we ate was sweets, I'm talking about that's all we ate. We would look like we came from New Orleans. But anyway, so <laughs> that's where we live, South Louisiana. But the fact of the matter is, is that we can't eat just that and look like something that's healthy. What makes you think that all you can eat is spiritual junk and you'll be spiritually strong? What are you putting in your mind? What are you putting in your heart? What you feed, what? Say it. Grows. What you starve, what? Dies. I'm learning to starve some things I don't want to grow, and I'm learning to feed some things in my life that I want to grow. 
Let me give you the third and final thing, and this is so important for you guys. You guys learn anything today? Is this helping anybody? No better time in the year than in the beginning of the year to do this point. Number three, growth is a daily decision. Growth is a daily decision. It really is. It's a daily decision. In life, change is inevitable, but growth is optional. Let me say that again. Change is inevitable, but growth is optional. Growth is an attitude. Let's start with that priority. Let's have a growth mindset. Spiritually, mentally, emotionally. Let me get real transparent with you guys. Personally, I am focusing in this year. I'm of course trying to grow spiritually and doing what I need to do, but I've also identified I want to grow in my emotional intelligence. In other words, I don't want to react the way that I've reacted in the past. So what am I doing? I'm reading books. I'm listening to a podcast. I'm journaling some and writing down some of my reactions and I'm trying to hold myself accountable. I'm opening myself up to other people. Why? Because I don't want to stay the way. Listen, I don't want to stay the way I am. I want to be, I want to, I want to absorb things better in 2017. Well, that's a great, you, at any point in time, you can just go, well, that's who I am. I'm just Irish. Oh, excuse me. I'm just Italian. Runs in our blood. You can just say that, or you can say, I'm a Christian, and I want to grow, and I'm going to bust out and bust through anything that's holding me back from becoming what God's called me to be. Which one do you want? Are you with me? I want to grow. So what do you want to grow? So we're going to do some things differently. The power, the power's in today. We find power in the daily choices. The choices we make today affect our tomorrows, but we got to choose today. We got to choose today. Author and speaker Jim Rohn said this, you cannot change your destination overnight, but you can change your direction overnight. I can't change where I end up overnight, but I can change which direction I'm going in. How does it change? Today. Everybody say today. Today it changes. Today it changes. Today it changes. How about, listen, today when you get home. How about tomorrow when you wake up? How about the next day? How about change your confession about you? How about changing what comes out of your mouth about you? I am an activist. I am not a procrastinator. I make things happen with God's help. I am somebody that God's hand is upon. How about just changing instead of saying, I can't, I don't amount to anything right. I, I just can't do it. I, I always lose everything. Why don't you change that? Why don't you change what you're saying about yourself? Make a decision. I'm growing. I'm moving forward. 2017 is it. I said for years, I'm just passionate and I just tend to overreact. Change that. Freaks people out, Steve. Freaks your kids out sometimes. I mean, I'm just real passionate. I get real fiery and real, yeah. <laughs> the Bible says in Hebrews chapter four, today, everybody say today. today. Well, I'm thinking about changing. Start today, not tomorrow. Start today. Start on the way home. Start when you, listen, start right now. Make a decision today. Today, if you'll hear his voice, do not harden your hearts. Make a decision today. Today. The author of Hebrews is saying today, not tomorrow. Make a daily decision. 2017, what do you want to do differently? What do you want to do different physically? What do you want to do different professionally? How about saving money? I'm going to start today. I'm not going to wait until, you know how it is? 
Well, you know, once I pay it today, whether it's a dollar, just start today. Start exercising today. Start reading your Bible today. Start doing things different today. Don't wait. To, don't wait. Don't wait. Don't wait. Just start today. Just start. Reason why we don't want to do that, it takes us out of our comfort zone. It's painful to start something. Isn't that right? It's painful. It's painful. Listen to me closely. Sec successful people do daily what unsuccessful people do occasionally. I want to be better today. Let me tell you what I do. You know what I do? I watch podcasts. I watch preachers and I'm like, that guy's connecting with people. I watch speakers, men and women, how they connect. And I'm like, you know what? They're doing better. I want to be a better communicator. Why? Because if I get better, you get better. You can hear the message better. I can package it better. You get better. Me getting better is going to help you. But guess what? You getting better, you growing is going to help everybody else around you. Is this, are y'all getting this? Please get this. Don't settle in. Well, I'm a boss. Well, I own the company. Well, they can go somewhere else. Well, isn't that just la-di-da-da mature? <laughs> Resolve, I'm not going to be a jerk in 2017. I'm going to be better. I'm going to get along better. I'm going to connect with my employees better. I'm going to cast vision better. I'm going to delegate better. I'm going to empower people. I don't want to be a control freak. Anymore. I want to just figure it out. Just whatever it is in the blank. I want to be better with my kids, moms, dads. I want to be better professionally. I want to be more punctual. I'm just always late. Well, doesn't the world revolve around you? Sorry, that was a little pet peeve. I apologize. I had to get it off my chest. Let me give you three things we're going to do. Number one, we're going to commit to the word of God in prayer. Yeah, we're going to do it. We're going to do it. Well, I don't get anything out of the Bible. I've heard people say, oh, as pastor, I don't get anything out of the Bible. Doesn't mean you stop reading it. Every conversation you ever had with your spouse is good. If you didn't get that, I'm going to pray for you. But you better not stop talking. Come on, y'all with me. You just read the Bible. I use the daily journal. Let me tell you a couple things about this. I'm, 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 I'm closing. It's important. I'm trying to lovingly admonish you as your pastor. I'm, I've got my arms around you, all right? I'm coaching everybody. Here it is. I meet with God in the same place every morning because it helps me find a place, a chair, get a chair. I bring my Bible. I bring my, our little book that we're going through, Born for This, and I'm, I'm reading in the morning. I've got coffee because coffee's all over the Bible. And you know that I've talked about that a bunch. And so, and then I meet with God, just commit. Everybody say commit. commit. Well, I just don't get the reason why you don't get anything out of it is because you got to, you need a plan. You need a plan. You need a reading plan. I do what's called the life journal. All right. The life journal. That's what I do every day. Number two, the second thing we're going to commit to is this year, we're going to commit and complete the growth track. As a church, we've set up this church to help you go through classes. There's four classes. Now watch this. Step one, everyone say step one. Step one is the first Sunday of the month. I teach it at the Little Creek campus. <clears throat> if for some reason I'm out of town, then I, there, I've done a video. It's an hour and five minutes long. I do a teaching. So right after the 1115 service, we have what's called step one. And it's the first class to get you on the track of growing you, not just to grow the church, it's to grow you as a person. And if, you've, if, you have, if you don't know that, you'd have to go through it. Now, we help you identify things and your gifts. and Step two is the following Sunday. Step three is the following Sunday. Step four is the following. And then you're done. Then you're ready for heaven. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. That's, that's, an, that's an overreach. Okay. But you're, you're, you'll be better off on earth. Let me just say that. And more prepared for heaven. 
So, 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 so do it. Just make a decision. Just make a decision. The first Sunday, you're just, I'm, I'm going to go. That's, that's not next week. That's the following week. 11, so if it means if you come at 9 o'clock, either go home and then come back. But I'm just, I'm just going to do it. Just, I'm going to do it. Let me give you the last and final one. Connect with growing people. Just connect. I had a guy tell me one time, y'all just like getting people saved and getting them in small groups at Church of the King. Isn't that what it's about? We believe that life change happens best in small groups. I have a small group. I'm with a group of guys, our lead team that we gather together. And it's not just where I'm just dictating. No way, man. There's synergy. There's life. They're, we're talking professional, but we're also talking, I'm opening my life up to them. Let me tell you this. You, you, you know when you need people? It's when you need them. Don't wait to build the bridges relationally with people when you're going through a crisis. You need to be in a group before you go into a crisis. You need, be, you need to be around some people before you go through a crisis. 2017, I'm going to commit daily to read the word. I'm going to commit to go through some classes. I'm going to commit to being in a group of people. And then fill in the blank. I'm going to commit. I'm committing to grow in emotional intelligence. I want to grow. I want to be a healthier person. In 2000. I, I really do. I, I'm, I'm passionate about that. What is it that you need to grow in? Once you start growing spiritually, everything else, I'm telling you, then you have a passion and the energy and the faith to bust through barriers in any area of your life, all right? Let me pray for you.